0: de toi, and we are on we are back with the peak pt studio podcast with myself rich higgins and joined by josh jory just a little bit of class to uh, enter the podcast there mate A little bit of french for you how are you doing
1: bonjour <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm good are
0: you all right yeah very good thank you mate very good um sitting on a new sofa that we had delivered yesterday so Thanks. you know we're out of lockdown, but the home improvements and DIY stuff apparently shows no end. Uh, uh, so that's still still dominating my weekend life at the moment outside of training. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, not bad. Um, everyone wants to know what what have you gone for? What, what piece have you gone for?
0: Sofa. Um, mm. So we've got kind of two armchairs. I guess you call it. Is it a three it's seater nice. with a with a chase is it a chase chase you know the little sticky out foot bit that bit and then we've got a big um kind of footstool thing that opens up and you can store secret compartment i'll probably just put snacks in it to be honest but yeah you can put put little hideaway things in that's the one a a buffet big square one of them
1: big one yeah
0: yeah yeah the only annoying thing was it got delivered two hours early yesterday, right in the middle of my bike ride. So I was a little bit disgruntled by that, but <laughs> <laughs> as you can imagine, um, yeah, but yeah, sure. apart from that, it's all been good. <laughs> How's your weekend been, mate? Bank holiday weekend, which I didn't realise.
1: Yeah. Um, what have you been doing? Had had work, had clients yesterday, trained, and then been in uh to the studio today trained again and then just went around mum dad's to help out with some stuff yeah um it's the, it's the beauty of having a van everyone wants to borrow it every weekend <laughs> so oh, i've got this fridge to move yeah yeah sure i'll be around at 10. i can't so, remember what we were
0: uh, talking about the other week but kelly said has josh still got his van <laughs> <laughs>
1: mate the last time i came to yours was lifting that oh the treadmill heavy <laughs> we had to leave because we had to get back to the
0: studio so we just left it in the hallway yeah yeah it stayed in the hallway for I think probably nearly two weeks and then I had to slowly dismantle it literally take it it apart um, so we could get it through the lounge and into the conservatory (laughs) Um, yeah that was gifted by a client and as soon as they said it I was like yeah that'd be cool didn't realise it was like commercial size and yeah we hadn't kind of planned it all out but it's got its use now. Kelly uses it a fair bit. I tend to run outside nice. a bit more, but yeah, it's been pretty handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Excellent, bud. So uh, we talked a little bit before. We're going to talk today about why we train. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a background on our training history as individuals and probably how that shaped the way that we train our clients and i guess the met, the training methodology that we have at peak um how that's how that's kind of been influenced over the years
1: yeah it's um it's quite i mean we're talking about it off air just a little bit it's quite a nice sub, a subject or topic to get into um to get, kind of cut our teeth on mm. um, so i mean what what's the first question really is why do you do what you do in terms of your training
0: um so i think now a lot of mine well i remember when we first started training and any kind of gym training was off the back of sport we had a um rugby coach when i was about 15 who started introducing us to the gym introducing us to weights and things like that i remember speaking to mates around that kind of time and grew up in kind of north wales and we always said that we wanted to be able to kind of run a 10k whenever we fancied it or go and run in the mountains at the weekend or hike a mountain but also kind of look relatively physically strong and be relatively physically strong from gym training so a lot of my training over the years has come out of come out of that kind of always with an undertone of I guess sports performance or some sort of athleticism. Um, I'm a pretty run-of-the-mill average, I hate the term, but like athlete, if you want to quote that in terms of sport and things like that. Um, Yeah, fairly steady Eddie across the board with most things. But all of my training has been centred around that. I always wanted a performance side and a performance edge to it. And once I finished playing rugby, triathlon has kind of just been the next step. So... Yeah, although a lot of it's it can be pretty tough, pretty time-consuming. Um, it's got that performance element and that competing element, that's, which I really enjoy. Nice. How you about yourself? One thing um? out. Go you, on.
1: You missed what? Yeah, uh, the physique for budgie smugglers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, basically, it was off the back of rugby. Founded, found that you know. I quite like wearing budgie smugglers, I like sort of fairly obnoxious sunglasses, um, jazzy socks and that shaving your legs makes your leg muscles look bigger. So I needed to find a sport that fit all those three, really, all those criteria and kind of triathlon just jumps out, doesn't it? It (laughs) So it wasn't, I, I probably had all of those, all of the traits of a triathlete before starting it. I just needed to find the right sport to fit fit my persona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I mean, we've talked about previously the health benefits of exercise. This might be a little bit or sound off the bat a little bit controversial to a lot of people. But I don't see exercise as um, an option for anyone, really. I think it's mandatory. And I don't mean that you have to be hammering yourself running cycling swimming or hammering yourself in the gym five days a week but i think getting out and walking moving i think everyone should have some element element of that in your life for the health the health benefits the mental benefits alone um yeah i hate when it's it's kind of a lot of the time i think it's passed off as like oh it'd be nice if i could train a bit more or get to the gym or exercise a bit more but yeah for me it's it's an absolute given
1: yeah, I, I can't agree more. I mean, I always remember at uni, um, at this time, I was um, working in a gym, so I had access and I was, you know, training quite often, obviously weekly and then playing hockey. Um, so I think I was active for about 10, 12 hours a week, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, my lecturer just went, someone said, uh, you know, oh, I find it so difficult to move and, you know, pretty much the same kind of question. And he just put it really kind of bluntly. He said, Well, you, you brush your teeth, don't you? And everyone's like, Yeah. So, like, well, you should have a similar mentality. Like, you just need to move. Yeah. So you brush your teeth twice a day. You should be able to train three times a week. It's not that Yeah, that's enough. cracking. Yeah. And it's just, that's always stuck with me.
0: Yeah. I think some, I mean, some of it gets into people's perception of what exercise is because actually a lot of the time when we talk about exercise and sort of the non-negotiables that we'll give our clients, that's already well and above what you just need to stay healthy um, and stay active. The, The barriers to that are ridiculously low, in my opinion. You know, just getting out and moving for 30 minutes a day, walking, whatever it might be, it's a really, really low threshold. And so I think a lot of the time... People see it as oh, there's no point in exercising, and we'll probably get onto this a little bit later because we were talking about it before. There's no point in exercising if I can't do all, it all, or I can't do all or nothing. There's no point in doing a little walk if I intended to go and smash myself in the gym. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They go for they go from absolutely everything to nothing. Um, but yeah, getting back on to so your training mate i think you're you're pretty similar to me from the sporting background you've obviously had um a little bit more unfortunately on the injury side and i guess that kind of dictated a little bit of your kind of training mentality as well and what you've done in sports therapy and that side of things
1: yeah yeah i mean kind of yeah the origin story, if you will, um, <laughs> played every sport you can imagine through swimming, gymnastics, uh, hockey, sport, uh, hockey and football. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of went into the hockey route a little bit more as I got older, but yeah, I mean, in terms of exercise, I always remember kind of our hockey coach be like, right, everyone needs to go for at least two runs a week and needs to do like, you know, exercise class. So it wasn't like you probably had a little bit more structure in your kind of formative years with, you know, from your coach. Mm. whereas i didn't really it was kind of you left to kind of get on with it and you expected to kind of do your own research and stuff which it did actually help me because it kind of forced me to kind of look for the answers um and then kind of yeah falling into pt um before uni and then yeah kind of went through the whole kind of bro lifting uh, heavy squats heavy deadlifts i mean talking you know silly weights really for what i was um, needing to do yeah, yeah um and yeah kind of put that to one side and then kind of started playing hockey a little bit more in my mid to late 20s and that's i think i took like a holiday off to barcelona came back with uh with a broken back and uh yeah needed an operation on that so that was fun and then which led into kind of sports therapy because i wanted to try and understand little bit more Mm. um did my kind of my qualifications and that and then yeah just the way I train now yeah I guess looking back it's probably more shaped by the last 10 years than kind of 10 to 15 year old Josh that makes sense
0: yeah I think especially in the early years a lot as guys a lot of guys go through like you say all the bro training see how heavy I can lift and maybe for girls and women, it's a lot more of the class stuff, doing an awful lot of cardio and that kind of things. Again, just sort of stereotyping. But I think that's what people tend to go through in early years of fitness, kind of left to their own devices. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's it's quite good and to understand from an early age that fitness and exercise is pretty malleable. Um, Both of us, just from talking for a couple of minutes there about our fitness background, have been through training for sport, um, training a bit for health, training a bit for performance, training for rehabbing. Um, So goals shift and change. Um, So don't kind of think that what you're set on doing now, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same in five or ten years, and it probably won't be. Um, but just having some sort of intent and starting and getting going on something I think is so positive.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of what you touched about earlier, like the all or nothing kind of mentality. I mean, I remember when I was in that kind of bro lifting kind of phase, mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, have my routine, have my programming done. And then if I didn't hit it that kind of week or, you know, I was going for a lot of strength. So if I didn't get that kind of what I was after that week, I would just kind of pound myself into the ground the next day or the day after Mm -hmm. which then didn't really lead to a healthy relationship to training it was more like i have to do it if i don't i'm I'm disappointed yeah and um i think yeah the longevity of it is yeah coming out of that you can kind of reflect and kind of see where where you go wrong and you see it all the time in in training and clients people just say right i have to be doing this six times a week but what happens if you don't what happens if you just take a second think about well actually I would like to see for me I like to see my kids um, I like to train I like to get stronger but I don't have to do it a million miles an hour it's having a kind of a a steady steady kind of uh, approach to it rather than a million miles an hour
0: yeah definitely and just that having the variety of exercise options and knowing that you know some days you don't have to be hammering yourself in the gym. You can go out for a walk, you can go out for a bike ride with the kids, you can get out on the paddleboard, whatever it might be. Mm. And you don't necessarily have to think of that as exercise because I think it's a good mental break to not think of everything as exercise. You know, we've got all these stats driven things with watches, Garmin's, Apple Watches, all that kind of stuff on a wrist, and everyone's like, oh, better. Start my um, Apple Watch before I go out for this walk. Make sure I check how many steps I've done. But actually just getting out and enjoying it a little bit. Just movement. I think movement is absolutely key um, for everyone. Um, and that's what I mean by I don't think exercise is an option. Um, I think it's mandatory. You, you Getting out and doing something. Um, but knowing that it doesn't have to be hammering yourself every single day. I suppose from a from a mental side of things that's why kind of triathlon appeals to me as well is some days I don't feel like running or don't feel like cycling and might fancy going for a swim that's a very rare occasion or it might be the other way around um, don't really fancy going in the water so I'll, just, so I'll go out on the bike or go out for a run and that little bit of an adventure and exploring to it um, so there's lots of ways to to kind of tie it into your life like you said about Getting out with the kids for you on on weekends and evenings and things like that. There's loads of ways to bring it into your life.
1: That's it, and yeah, that's exactly it. Having that kind of flexibility through to that kind of principle of progression mm-hmm. again, for me, it wins always, always, always trumps everything else.
0: Yeah, and that's where that's where our our own training and our own background in fitness has dictated kind of the methodology that we follow with our clients and basically what underpins what we do at peak. Um, again, I hate the term, but functional training, every kind of training is functional in some regards. You know no one's training dysfunctionally. No one's training not to be able to do something. So every train every sort of training has some sort of function. But I guess what we mean by that is training to training within the gym for us, obviously as PTs in the studio, training in the gym to enhance your lifestyle outside of it. So to move pain three, to be strong enough to go, like I went back to at the beginning, to be strong enough to go, oh, I fancy going on a hike with my mates this weekend and not having to yeah. worry about it. I think I've talked before, I don't really have a story of, being really unfit or being really injured for any long period of time or falling out of love with exercise. Um, But I want to transfer the things that I've had and the things I've been able to do by being relatively fit and relatively strong and healthy to other people. That's how I see it from a training standpoint, is I want people not to have, for their fitness or their health, not to be a barrier to anything they want to do.
1: Yes, isn't it is, having that kind of perspective as well. So we have that kind of experience to draw upon and then kind of, I guess, help people in that way. For me, that's what we we look to do and we kind of do quite well at Peak is to have that kind of um, perspective.
0: Yeah, and that's why it's it's how we set out our programming. You know, if you look at most of the sessions that we put down on paper there's some mobility work in there some flexibility stuff there's some core there's some power there's a bit of coordination there's strength which often makes up a big bulk of the session and then nine times out of ten there's some conditioning work at the end depending on what people are doing outside of the session we've got a lot of people that really enjoy doing lots of cardio conditioning work kind of away from the session so theirs might be a bit more strength but we're looking to cover all bases. We're not just training someone to be out and out strong. It's training them to be a better, again, I think it's a, a great to have a better athlete all round. Um, yeah. That's how I think of most of the people that I train. I think of them as athletes, as a, how they move, how they function, rather than just how they can do on one specific exercise. Um, and that's why we do a little bit more of that that kind of lateral work that rotational work all of that kind of stuff like why not you do it day to day you should be able to do it in the gym
1: yeah i mean i've, I've had kind of clients start with us and you know, previously they're like, oh my, my last trainer didn't want me to do anything lateral um or anything you know transverse and transverse like diagonal work and i'm like in my head i'm like why and obviously they kind of give the, like the, the reason why and I'm just there going well yeah but you get out the car yeah you know you you kind of open up the fridge door and you know you sidestep or whatever you know you, there's things that everyone does every day that you know training in the sagittal plane which is forward and backward like you can't just be one dimensional
0: yeah i had a client yeah, a little i had a client um quite a few years ago but she'd come to us with a back injury and she'd injured her back getting picking the turkey out of the oven because she'd kind of, oven was sort of at waist height, she'd open the door sideways and then reached over the door and picked the turkey out of the oven that way. Mm. Something going in her back. Again, yeah, like a little bit of rotational movement, probably in a sort of semi-squat kind of position. And like we've talked about with injuries in the in the past, like tissues don't like surprises. So if you're not training and getting strong through those kind of movements in the gym, then expect to get injured, basically outside of the gym, because your body's not ready for it. And I think a lot of people training wise, and I think PTs a lot of the time shy away from that stuff, any kind of rotation, anything to do with the lower back, like any sort of feeling in your lower back. PTs really stress out about it well there's muscles down there as well
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: um, and I think a lot of the time like <laughs> your body's probably not as delicate as you think it is it's a pretty robust system um, and so you can put it through a little bit of stress and strain obviously it's got to be managed well and that's what we do we manage the load of what we put people through um, but understanding of that, yeah, I think just makes people better suited for life pretty much.
1: Mm. I mean, just give uh, an example we've got um, Mark, one of our long time mm. um members, legend, Mark, absolutely, yeah, absolute cornerstone of the uh, of the studio. Mm. And he started training with me, I want to say kind of five years ago, give or take. Mm. And Mark came to me, um, you know really bad uh back pain he's had um injury for the last well since he was i'll say that like late 30s so he was mid 40s at this point and um yeah he, he could not get around like well seeing him at that point t- tying up his shoelaces was just painful because a he was in pain but also any slight deviation of just going up and down mm. he was worried that his back would just implode and um yeah we've since then uh well he's he can squat over his body weight they lift nearly you know one and a half one and a half times that now and and those just kind of two exercises you can do a lot more than that but he's Mm. not in pain anymore and it's just that five-year journey of what over that now um it's that kind of yeah that slow and steady avoiding the all or nothing kind of mentality
0: yeah 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 it's that's massive isn't it you know from someone to go from that kind of pain to being able to lift that kind of weight and just function day to day without it is huge like that is better than any kind of weight transformation photo or or um anything like that or any weight loss weight gain whatever it might be that's massive and that's it's just that, re- his life. Yeah, that really yeah that really is the the um the building block like the base of why and how we train people hmm. so i mean as takeaways for anyone that's training in the gym now or training in general exercising in general i think is one don't put a limiter on what you see as exercise you know getting out for a walk if you don't have time to get to the gym on a certain day getting out for a walk just moving in general doing some stretching whatever it might be do stuff that you enjoy if you enjoy going out with the kids for a bike ride something like that do it because like we've said a few times now I don't think it's optional I think it's mandatory that you've got to include some exercise in your life and then from a training perspective in the gym is step outside that sort of sagittal plane of just moving forward and backwards and, work on a little bit of rotation some twisting start off really light um some lateral movements that kind of stuff um yeah start start getting used to a few of those movements of kind of throwing yourself off center a little bit you don't need to go to the extreme of standing one legged on a yoga ball and holding something above your head and juggling or whatever you want to do but yeah just a bit of movement just think what you do day to day you know gardening another absolute classic um how many people yeah how many people (laughs) through the summer um and they suddenly start doing a bit gardening and they're like oh i'm in bits um long time listener of the pod's got a got an allotment says it's the best workout she does (laughs) um (laughs) yeah allotmenting what a workout so all of that kind of stuff there's no reason that you shouldn't you don't need to exactly mimic it but there's no reason you shouldn't train those those patterns and those planes in the gym so yeah get a little bit creative with what you do when you're training try and stick outside of that Everything in straight lines and everything just being for aesthetic reasons. Uh, Another good quote: "Motion is lotion." Getting joints moving through different uh, planes—it's—it's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's good. And I mean, if if a little touch on it—you know—we said it before. If you are looking for that kind of beach body look, try not to get hung up on it, Mm -hmm. and kind of it will come in time.
0: Yeah, I think I put it in a post. Put it in a yeah exactly. Put it in a post the other day. Like you know, if you train through all those all those planes and train a bit like an athlete, basically, if you do some power, some strength, some conditioning, the byproduct is that most most athletes look pretty good as well. Mm. Um I don't think you're going to be too disappointed uh yeah. with the end results aesthetically. Obviously, a big part of that comes down to nutrition, but from the training point of view, I don't think it goes amiss at all nice nice one. um we are gonna said we we're gonna touch we we've kind of mentioned it a little bit but that sort of all or nothing mentality in the gym we've talked about it before with nutrition there's the absolute classic of oh, i had i don't know whatever i had a burger i had a takeaway on friday night saturday night so i wrote off the whole weekend i'm quote off diet And the same thing can happen from a training perspective of I missed this class or this gym session. um, So I'm writing off the week or, you know, that I missed my training session on a Monday. So it's going to be a crap week. It's like, no, not really. You can just get straight back into it the next day. I think it's just for me, it's a ready made excuse for a lot of people saying they're an all or nothing person.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. It's it's trying to, if you are kind of that person, uh, you know, obviously it's fine, but it's just having the, you will see a pattern develop. I've had it with clients before, they'll just, you know, train really intense and then drop out. And Mm. everyone probably listening experienced that to some degree. Mm. But it's just having, yeah, that kind of, I mean, I kind of, I guess I reflect on it quite a lot. Um, just because I've done it myself. I'm yeah. Without kind of smashing yourself into the ground. Uh, it doesn't really get you anywhere. It will for a short period of time. But yeah, yeah. having that all or nothing kind of mentality, to try and break that. Um, and it, everyone will be able to kind of come out of that kind of routine or that way of thinking. Yeah. and
0: time. I mean, ways and kind of tactics around this. Um, one is sort of shooting for overall consistency so you know if you just have a cert, say right this week I am going to go for three gym sessions in the week whatever it might be and it doesn't need to be um, there don't need to be anything specific I'm just going to get to the gym three times it doesn't matter if I do that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or if I do it on Monday, Wednesday, Friday whatever it might be just shooting for an overall consistency. And then similar with things like your step count, you know, most most of these things now have a seven day average and have a little look at that seven day average, you know, not just what you've done on one day, have a look, little look at what your average has been over the past seven days. And it's a good way of just getting you into a that kind of more consistent training approach and exercise approach than the all or nothing of, posting when you've done you know your best workout or you've done 20,000 steps in a day but you're going to do 2,000 tomorrow mm. um so looking at those kind of averages and just setting yourself sort of weekly monthly goals of of just ticking workouts off um because i think like like josh said especially from a training point of view <laughs> there's only so much that you can do in a short space of time And it's kind of the sort of law of diminishing returns. Like once you tip over that, there's no real benefit to it or the benefit of it is massively diminished. So trying to smash yourself and do three hours one day and then being absolutely knackered for the rest of the week or, you know, caning yourself and doing seven days a week for two weeks and then blowing out. We can tell you from 25 plus years of fitness experience that, it doesn't pay off short-term or long-term really. Yeah.
1: It's a very, yeah, it's a very good point. It doesn't pay off at all.
0: It's just, yeah. I mean, if you, if you really struggle with that side of things, either from a nutrition point of view or a training point of view, this isn't a plug, but I just think having a good coach is a really good way to go because they will really help you see the overall picture. Um, and if they are a good coach they'll they'll kind of keep you fairly level not get too excited when things are doing going well and not get too wound up when things aren't going so well and just help you sort of level that effort out over the long term get getting that in your head both from a diet and a training point of view that you your body will not react well to that short term intensity and that you just need to sort of lean into that long-term, look, this is this is my lifestyle now. And making that kind of change, you really need to lean into that. Um, and just to understand that, yeah, some days are gonna be a little bit tougher. Some days you might have to eat things you don't wanna eat or do things you might not necessarily be completely amped about doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's part of the journey with it. Having that little bit of discipline, yeah exactly man having that bit of discipline uh, is massive that's what that's what gets it through long term
1: yep
0: definitely sweet dude anything else to add
1: no no I'm all good no one's taken my cheesecake this week I'm happy
0: yep 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 <laughs> yep <laughs> cheesecake yep, supplier okay. is awake. is away next week disappointing
1: yeah I know heartbroken
0: maybe we'll lose a few pounds though so you know, <laughs> <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, mate. Anything planned for the week coming up?
1: Um, no. Uh, what am I doing? No, don't think so. Uh, going for a... Taking the kids out tomorrow night, if the weather's good, or Tuesday. i going to go down to uh, QE, going for a bike ride.
0: Oh, awesome. Uh,
1: how about you? Anything planned? Uh,
0: Nothing big, I don't think. Obviously uh you'll probably be grateful of it but the big line of duty finale this evening so i will no longer be talking about that for a little while um yeah quite a bit of training i've fingers crossed got a race coming up in i think it's about three weeks time um so yeah a little bit of kind of nailing away chipping away consistent training for that and yeah just work and ticking along mate ticking along
1: that's good.
0: Excellent. There we go, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you do have any questions, any topics that you would like us to cover in the future, drop us a message on Instagram, on Facebook or indeed to us personally and we will get those covered. We have hopefully as well getting some, getting some guests on. This is obviously a little bit of a bonus pod in between our normally normal Thursday recordings, um, but we'll be getting some guests on in the future um some really exciting ones actually some kind of slightly outside the realm of fitness as well which should be quite cool but yeah Yeah, thank you very much for listening and have a great week guys take care finny